Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine a year where Disney has an expensive production budget for a movie and it doesn't bomb. Whoa, that's definitely not the present day, Zach. What year are you talking about? Ah, well that year is 1954. chilling at the beach man it's been such a long season this year we've done so many movies i deserve time to relax hello welcome to oldie buddy goodie it's a relaxed episode i'm chilling on the beach with that orphan wow yeah he's having a pretty fun time aren't you orphan orphan does that mean my mummy and daddy are fucking dead sorry for swearing my normal child well, now he's having an existential crisis, but that's fine, because I'm chilling on the beach with nothing to worry about. Yeah, I do have to review 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but not until Zach shows up and I'm not going to talk to anyone, so we can't. he can't come here and make me start the episode. He just can't do it. Ahoy! Ahoy, me hearties! Oh, why, a pi- pirate? Were pirates around in the 50s? Oh, no. Ah, uh, well, technically just a captain! Not a pirate. A pirate would have to be doing piracy. But I just have the pirate accent on because that's the best nautical accent. Right, you're a sailor. You a fisherman. Oi, yes. I am known by many names around these parts. I'm a famous sailor on my famous vessel here. Your famous vessel here? What's the vessel's name? And then what's your name? I'm going in order of importance. (laughs) Wow, I am insulted. (laughs) This is... This be the Nautilus, a fine vessel for traversing the depths of the sea. Hang on a second. I, that, that name sounds very... I swear I've heard the, the name of that ship before. What's mm-hmm. your name? Well, it's the name of a sea creature, actually. So it's, you know, it's, it's a very common name, I'm sure you have it. I am Prince Dakar. I, I swear I know you, and I swear I know this ship from somewhere. Oh, you probably know me by my other name, Captain Nemo. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. But you're from the movie we're doing this week. What? You're a fictional character. You're a fictional character. Well, that's true. When you do a podcast, you're not actually what you're like in real life. You're a little bit different. So technically, Mm. I am a fictional character right now. You're an exaggerated personality, just like I'm an exaggerated personality. So we can all get beyond this sort of imaginary thing. And you can hop aboard my vessel and we can go on a magical adventure. How's that sound? You know what? Usually I wouldn't accept weird sea adventures with fake characters from novels written by a French man in the 1800s, but I'm going to do it anyway. Let me get on board the Nautilus. 
Oh, and just come below decks here, here, after you, good sir. I'm gullible, let me go in here. Ha ha, you fool, Sandro! Oh, no, you know my name! For it is I, Harry Grindelwald Matthews! Oh, I knew that you, my arch nemesis, hadn't messed time up so badly that fake characters from fake movies are coming into reality. I should have known it was you all along! No, that would be ridiculous and just... How would that even happen? No, that's complete science fiction, Sato. Complete fantasy. Ah, oh, Harry Grindel Matthews. I locked you up like ten episodes ago, and now you've locked me up. This is unbloody believable. Yes, this is my revenge. For you see, I escaped your strange device through means I will not divulge into. Something about some guards stole it from me in the Brute Force episode, I think. Oh, yes, It was a while ago now. I can't really remember. But it was all part of my plan. You see, now I have trapped you in the Nautilisk. This is an exact replica, including pipe organ. Ooh. Yes. I might go play that later, actually. Maybe during an ad break. It's it's pretty great. This intro's gone on for a very long time, Harry Grindel Matthews, my arch nemesis. Oh, boy, do I hate you, you scoundrel. Whoa. (laughs) That's a bit... That's a bit harsh. I mean, you're literally ruining time. I feel like even hatred is quite light. Wow. Wow. It's all coming out today. <laughs> Far out. I didn't, I didn't realise you had all these pent-up feelings. <laughs> like, uh, look, uh, uh, I, I hate you, I guess. Oh, no, no, no. I don't hate you because of what you're doing. I hate you because you came into my vacation and you ruined it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. Hey, hey. We can still offer you pina coladas, though. Oh, I'll take a pina colada. Mm, how is it? Why, that does indeed taste like a pina colada. Haha, <laughs> well, it's actually made out of starfish pits. Oh, I'm smashing you the fool. glass on the floor. Oh, my God, why did it sound like a plate? I don't know, oh I don't know. Nothing, <laughs> me- you've messed up time, so everything sounds like plates now. That's true. Let me start up the engine of this Nautilisk. Oh, that was just a plate. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's weird. I always thought it was weird that it sounded like that, but now that you mention it, maybe my time Emily has done that. Oh, I see you've got a friend on board. Hello there, friend. Oh, it's a monkey. Oh, it's making monkey noises. Hmm, there's a monkey on board. That's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Archibald. Uh, Archibald the monkey. Um, I, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. If you're going to come in here and ruin my vacation, I may as well do a podcast. Well, you see, Sandro, I have shielded my mind from interdimensional rays. So I shall no longer be possessed by your nincompoop co-host, Zach. God damn it. I have thought of absolutely everything. (laughs) Nothing could possibly... What's wrong with my monkey? Oh my god, the monkey is transformed! <laughs> yeah, I feel weird. Itchy. Do I have fleas? Probably? You should take better care of your monkeys, Grindelwald. Yeah, you... you cunt. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I am clearly outnumbered here, so I surrender. Great. This is our ship now. You better fuck off, Harry Grindel <laughs> mumma. What? Harry Grindle monkey was what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, shit. Hit him with the Harry Grindle monkey. Harry Grindle monkey, get off this ship at ours. Get out of here. There's really nice soundproofing in here, actually. I think we might do our podcast in this for the next few weeks. Get out of here, Grindle. Ah! We threw him overboard. And by overboard, he's just on that island. But we're going to yeah, sail he, under the sea. He landed so. on a plate. That's very unfortunate. <laughs> 
Fuck, that must have hurt his butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, huh. this is a great ship. I wonder if it has any bananas on it. Maybe. Well, I bet that's the last time we'll see Harry Grindle Matthews for a few episodes. Yep, he's stranded on an island, so I mean... Don't, I was going to get out of that one. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Zach, you picked 20,000 Leagues Under The Sea. Yes. And I'm glad I did, because this was quite a movie. What a great start to Disney this year. Yeah, this is the first Disney film we've done. I feel like we should have done one of them before yeah. this point, but we've kind of been ignoring the popular films. Yeah, yeah. Look, you don't always want to pick the most popular films. You don't, you know, you want to give some of the, the lesser films some time to shine. Like Singing in the Rain. Uh, I was going to mention how Singing in the Rain was a popular <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But not at the time, though. Not at the time. That's this true. film, on the, other, on the other hand, uh, in terms of Hollywood, it was the most expensive and ambitious Hollywood production ever. Uh, you could tell. Oh, this film looks fucking incredible for the 50s. This film was shocking. This film looks better than movies we get nowadays. Like, the special effects and visuals for this movie were awesome. They were great. Yeah. Look, there was a little CGI fish, but have you seen Doctor Strange? Like, this shit was great. This was real. Yeah, the CGI fish. You're right. This looked better than all six episodes of Secret Invasion. Ooh. This looked doubly better than all six episodes. And I haven't even seen it yet. I'm just going Whoa, by what people were saying. <laughs> the best kind of insults are ones you can't back up. Take that. Yeah. I kick you. I kick you, Secret Invasion. Am I done with the MCU? <laughs> No, I'll catch up when Loki comes out, but I'm kicking you, Secret Invasion. Oh, absolutely. I will say, though, Zach, you were making fun of me last week for picking a racist movie. <gasps> Bloody hecking, you picked another racist movie right here. Oh, okay. At least mine took an hour and 20 minutes to get to the racism. <laughs> you got a good I point. noted it down. I wrote down how long my movie took to get to the racist bit. Yeah, it took an hour and 20 minutes for them to get full Raiders of the Lost Ark to yep. the point where I was like, George Lucas just ripped this off. Like, yeah. That's what he did with the intro to Raiders. Um, I, I, I would argue that it's Pirates of the Caribbean um, because it, it it literally looked like shot for shot the same one where Jack Sparrow's running away from the natives on the beach with the guy on the beach. I was thinking that as well. I was like, yeah. if Pirates ripped off Raiders, then Raiders ripped off this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> there was something else I was going to say. I mean, technically, this is kind of British washed. Yeah, because Jules Verne was French. Yes, Captain Nemo is French. And he's kind of fighting against the British. Yeah. But in this, he is British. But then also the bad guys are also British because we see their outfit, which is the British outfit from the 1800s. Mm, 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 so I was mm. like, what's going on there? Well, no one can relate with a Frenchman, so... <laughs> it's true. We were all fans of Hornblower back then. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense. But also, everyone hates the British, especially the British. So mm, I think it makes sense. That's true. Uh, I don't think British people had, had discovered self-awareness at this point. I think it's more like, you know, it's against the, the upper class. It's against... Because, like, yeah. to be fair... Like, going to the actual movie, Nemo's points are, yeah, we could give all this technology to everyone, and then they'd fucking kill each other. What do you mean they do in Oppenheimer? That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a great 
antagonist? I don't know what what to call him. He's like an antagonist, but a, but but like a protagonist at the same time. So like an antagonist. There's probably a word for it. He's like a captain. He's like he's not the bad guy because there is a bad guy, and that's the army. But he's also making choices where you're like, I don't like that you're doing that. I I think he is the bad guy because he takes them captive, right? True. But also he's. Like, he is the enemy of our three main characters, right? Um, he's the enemy of two. I don't know about- Yeah, I, yeah, but yeah. That, that's the thing, right? He's not quite the enemy. No. And his motivation, I'm just gonna say it. I think he's, like, the Thanos of this universe. He has he has that sort of, like, he is a great villain, so much so that you agree with him. But also, mm. he's not a villain because the world isn't black and white. I feel like he, he like, he's- we're really getting right into it here. I feel like Captain Nemo, in this, you lose a little bit of the nuance that comes from the book. Yeah, yeah. With well, him, I think. I think with all movie productions, you lose a little bit that you get more from the books, just from pure written detail. You know, yeah, thoughts and characters' heads. But I, I, I do think he he is a great. It, it's sort of grey. All the characters are not just black and white characters. Everyone's a little bit more grey. I think that it's a bit more realistic because the world isn't black and white. The world is a bit more grey. And I think he's a fantastic antagonist to our protagonists. Yeah. Not necessarily a villain, but an antagonist. Yeah. I feel like as well the ending, they changed the ending from the book to make it an actual ending, not leak, because the ending of the book it leads into the mysterious island and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, it, it it essentially it essentially just speeds up to the end of mysterious the mysterious island. island. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. No, it does, and I feel like that was too quick. They sped that up, and I was like, I don't really believe that he would decide this, but also I do. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but. Aside from that ending, though, this is so close to the book. Like, fucking hell, this yeah. is incredibly close. I think the only thing is that the submarine in the... And we're going to call it a submarine. We're not going to call it a submergible vehicle, whatever the fuck they call it in the movie. We're going to call it a submarine. And in the book, the submarine is powered by batteries. But in this, it's powered by atomic energy. But I think that's better because that means that Captain Nemo discovered atomic energy yes. before that became a thing and i like that idea because it makes more sense that he would destroy it and be like there's still hope for humanity even though when we first discovered atomic energy we killed heaps of people yeah and i think uh i think it makes sense i think this like them having nuclear energy atomic energy like, it's a nuclear-powered submarine. Mm. We have that nowadays. We do now. Australia spent, like, $364 billion on a couple fucking of them. ScoMo. <laughs> ScoMo watched fucking Captain Nemo over here and was like, oh, shit, I've got to get on on this. Yep. But <laughs> aside from Australian politics, it, it, it really makes sense. It's like, looking back... This film looks better almost than it did back then because, yeah, we have nuclear subs now. Yeah. And back then, nuclear subs. So essentially what he had was nuclear fusion. And he could have given that to the world, but his argument was they would use it to blow them up. And history shows, <laughs> well, <laughs> we kind of, funnily enough. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. This is set, when is this set? In 1868. So like, what, 70 years after this is set? 
Mm. Hiroshima happened. Yeah, n- nearly a hundred years before real life atomic weapons were created. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the movie, I you're saying it could have been longer. I think it might have been too long for me, though. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm saying for, like, the ending you would want. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, You take yeah. on an extra hour, you add all this stuff. I don't think the movie necessarily needed that, although I wouldn't have minded. I'm always an advocate for cutting out things, chopping things up. And look, there's a few bits you can nip here and there and here, but I, I wouldn't have minded a little bit more. Okay. Maybe instead, Sandra, what you do is you cut half an hour off this film and take that half an hour with another hour and make a sequel, and then you have two films that are an hour and a half instead of one film that's two hours. Yeah, and I definitely think that the Mysterious... Like, they should have made a sequel with The Mysterious Island. Yes, oh, holy shit, yeah. we, There's the one that we already did in the 30s. That shit doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nowhere even... That, that goes nowhere even close to this movie. Although it was cool, uh, the comparison to, like, the set design and the submersible. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that movie uh, being one of the first ones to have audio in it certainly holds a special place in my fil- film that I've seen. No, definitely. And it was, like, I gave it a goodie. I thought it was kind of fun. There was some good stuff in that it was just also Did I shit on it yeah you you gave it an oldie yeah that sounds about right sounds what it deserves this one though <laughs> spoiler alert it's a goodie it's a goodie from you i yeah i'm like i think it's good and i i i spoiler alert we're rating it now i don't give a fuck i will give it a goodie as well <laughs> um but there was some stuff in it where i was like i could be cut but again like, I kind of went into this forgetting that 20,000 Leagues isn't actually an adventure story. It's not really an adventure story. It's more of a study on Captain Nemo and, like, yeah, yeah. what sort of character he is. Well, it is, a bit of, it is a bit of an adventure story. There is a bit of adventure, I'd say. There's a little bit. Like, they do some adventuring. Yeah, I don't think it's your traditional adventure, though. No. It's more of, yeah, a character piece on Captain Nemo and what they do, and then they have a little bit of adventures going around, and then, yeah, the final thing. I think, I yeah, it's not a traditional adventure, though. You're right. No, and, like, it was written in 1870, and it's kind of, it's almost like a political satire of the time as well. Like, it's oh, got absolutely, heaps of, like, absolutely. just Jules Verne being like, <laughs> We're going to destroy ourselves. Um, it's basically what this book's about. Which, I mean, spoiler alert, that that's kind of, it's probably what's going to happen. So it's not necessarily as fun as Journey to the Center of the Earth or like Around the World in 80 Days, which is just, we're, we're going on an adventure, wee! It's not really that. Spoiler alert to people uh, listening uh, to this on their iPod nanos that they found in the ruined city. <laughs> but uh, Jules Verne was right. Jules Verne was right. That French man was right. Ah, uh, the hornblower fan in me hates to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, the, the French were right about one thing, which was executing their nobles. They were right about that. That's true. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I think everyone could get behind that. Yeah, I tell you what, Napoleon was pretty right with putting his hands in his bloody pockets because it's fucking freezing in Melbourne right now. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Good on Napoleon. Uh, you rocking that, like, weird chest vest thing. But yeah, no, I think it's I think it's pretty good. If you go into it, like, expecting this to be not necessarily... 
an adventure movie like Journey to the Center of the Earth is, then I think you'll, mm. you'll have a fun time. And the fucking, like, there's a sequence in this that we'll get to in spoilers. It's like an action sequence. Yeah. That's the best action. Oh, like, yeah. the best that sort of action we've seen this year, without a doubt. Hey, uh, if you like uh, movies and are like, oh, old movies, they're stinky, their effects bad, their story bad, go watch this film. It's a good film. Go watch this film. Yeah. Like, it's so expensive that it can have the good effects and also a really good script, which we don't get anymore. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that They kept the good effects. They kept getting better with the effects, but they, they needed to cut something, so they cut the scripts. Well, we are getting to a point in movies where, like, halfway through the 50s now, when we get into the 60s, movies are going to start getting so expensive that they stop making money. Uh, spoiler alert, that's kind of what we're going through right now mm. in the year 2023, where every expensive movie, aside from Mario, Barbie... And Guardians, to a point, nothing's made money this year. Because, because like, what? why the did fuck? Did Oppenheimer bomb? Uh, it did fine. Yeah. It, it made its money back. It, that's, yeah. that's an MA-rated movie, though. It doesn't count. It was never going to make the most money in the world. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Continue. Indiana Jones was, like, $300 million. For what? Per- who? No kid's excited to see an Indiana Jones movie. He's fucking 90 years old. <laughs> yeah. No adult's excited to see it because they've seen what you did to the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> and Crystal Skull. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. Movies have gotten to a point where they're so expensive that it's impossible for them to make their money back, which is what we're going to start seeing from this point onwards because this movie did really well. And what did the studios learn? Oh, we should pump millions of dollars into movies. Yeah. What could go wrong? So we're going to watch the uh, the destruction of the studio system over the next 15 episodes, which will be very fun. Yay! <laughs> if we do any big movies. I think we might. I don't know. Anyway, two goodies there for uh, 20,000 Leagues, honestly. Go, go watch it, I guess. Yeah, it's a good movie. When you walk through an art museum, what happens? You see some interesting things, you see some not so interesting things, <laughs> and if you're like me at all, you, you're probably a little bit sleepy. Well, grab a cafecito and listen up. It's Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. I'm Russell Shoemaker. I'm Stephanie Duenas. We are not your daddy's art history <laughs> podcast. We are both artists, so we look at art history through that perspective. We cover the artists you know and those that have been ignored for so many different reasons. We look at the context of the time, we compare it to today. We don't dumb anything down, but, and this is a big but, hey, we like to have a good time, okay? Nos gusta to goof around, <laughs> all right? We have hungry pantry mons no, that no, might startle you. It's a long story. We, we feed them our materials. Art is just a visual language, so in order for us to interpret what we think it's saying, we hijack the work. Right. How do you like that for an art heist? Exactly. And ultimately, we decide if it belongs in our Art Slice Museum, okay. on top of the Art Slice okay. top. So, so if this all sounds good to you, join us on Art Slice a palatable serving of art history. Zach, uh, we're in spoiler territory, but let's go through the cast. Um, the cast of this movie, they're good. They're good people. Yep. Like morally, objectively, like Captain Nemo. Uh, morally, I don't know, but he's played by James Mason and he is pretty bloody good. James Station? No, not James Station. He, he's dead. I think. Oh, God. Did we kill him? I hope so. I can't remember. I really hope so. Uh, James Mason. He's in, like, North by Northwest. He's in Lolita. Yeah, no, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's really good. I think his version of 
Captain Nemo is fantastic. He's like, oh yeah, it's awesome. He's like charismatic, so you can see why he is leading a bunch of men. But he also like that one scene where we're in spoilers. That one scene where he's like, I was a slave, and then I broke out, and everyone helped me, and then they killed my my wife and kid. And like you could just see how tortured he is. That's that's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, he has a great antagonist arc. Just a bit like uh, I would like to compare him to Thanos, where you learn about his motivation. Th- this is this is like the Avengers first part where you just sort of learn about Captain Nemo's backstory. Yeah. And essentially, Captain Nemo is the main character, where our main characters are just going around and learning about Captain Nemo and his ship and his background and sort of the combination of everything. Yeah, the other three characters are just... They have characteristics, but they're just like, oh, we're kind of goofy and we're doing fun stuff. Yeah, you got, you've got the scientists who Captain Nemo wants to show everything, uh, which I think is like a, a sort of like desire for someone smart to understand. Like he's surrounded by his shipmates who, although good crew, maybe don't understand the science behind everything. And he wants someone on his intellectual level to share his achievements with. That was really cool. Yeah. You've got, um, I think his name's Neb Land. Oh, uh- a Ned Land, yeah. Oh, Ned Land, yeah, Ned Land. I, he's like the sort of, he is the action guy. He's the muscles. He's, you know, very charismatic as well. He ha- He's like the most combative of all the other characters, which is pretty good. Um, And then you have the last guy who was there. He's Igor. It's just Igor. <laughs> he's like, I'm Igor, but I'm, but I'm French. I'm a French Igor. Yep. I am just here as comedy relief. I have no personality character or any defining characteristics. Yeah, well, that was Peter Lorre, who is like, he plays a serial killer in a movie called M. I could see it. He's he's in a bunch of like horror shit. But in this, he's just like, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm a weaselly boy. I'm just kind of here. I'm walking around. Hi. Like, that's all he does. Yeah, which is rather amusing. Um, but yeah, he doesn't really have a defined role. He's just kind of like a Weasley guy who's there. The professor, as you mentioned, he's played by Paul Lucas. I thought mm. he was quite good as well. He, like, yeah, especially yep. at the start. Yeah, like the the plot um, s- sort of like follows him for the first part. And while he was in that, that was very good. He got a bit less screen time later on, but I still thought he was pretty good. There's a character in this movie called John Howard, which is very funny because we had a prime minister <laughs> called John Howard. But John Howard's in this film? <laughs> yeah, he's in there. He, was he alive? Was John Howard born? <laughs> well, he had to be born to be in this film, Sandro. Where was he born? John Howard was born in the 30s. He was like fucking a teenager when this came out. He was in this movie, Sandro. (laughs) He was this character. You can't convince me otherwise. Who did John Howard play? Uh, Oh, no, no. The character is called John Howard. He's played by Charlton Young. He's played by John Howard. No, well, uh, sorry, I misspoke. He's played by John Howard. Yeah. But I do want to talk about Ned Land. He's played by Kirk Douglas, who Mm. uh, was like... 40-ish years old when he was filming this, just under 40 yep. years old. His character feels like he should be played by a 20-year-old. Yeah. He's so youthful in this. Yep. 
But that could just be the sort of sailory guy he was. I know, like, you particularly are averse to age differences, but they never specify how old he is. Oh, no, 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 absolutely they don't, yeah. Uh, he could just be a rowdy sailor boy who's a bit active, you know, even into their 40s. It almost has that vibe of uh, an older sailor guy who's been around the block, you know, who is still full of energy and you're trying to, like, hold on to that, you know. Um, I, I, I think it adds to the character. I think he he fits this movie incredibly well. He's great in this. Oh, he's absolutely. so good in this. He's he, he's great in a bunch of things. I think he's Spartacus in the Stanley Kubrick spot. Yeah, he is. He is the Spartacus in the Stanley Kubrick Spartacus movie. Um, mm. He's in, like, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's also the dad of Michael Douglas, who's original Ant-Man. What? Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I like Michael Douglas, and this is his dad. He lived to be 103. Damn. What a gangster. He died in 2020, like just before COVID hit. He died thinking that everything was okay. Yeah, he didn't get to see the world get nuked, and that's good. But no, like, he's great in this movie. And plus, like, he sings a bunch as well. Every now and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> this movie turns into a musical, and it's great. Yeah, well, it's a little little sailor's ditty, and it's it's good it's good fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a song and dance. It's a little song break. It's like a little, yeah, a little, little break between your adventure. But yeah, the, the stuff like, he shows up at the start, and he's like, I've got a bunch of bananas. I've <laughs> got bananas on the ship. <laughs> it's like. This guy's like 40, what are you doing? But it's great, it's very funny. He's great. He's like, hey, you want a banana? And the other guy's like, no, I'm Weasley, I'm seasick, Oh. Oh, and I should mention as well, this is directed by a Richard Fisher, who directed heaps of stuff. Heaps of very cool stuff. Oh, yeah? He directed Fantastic Voyage, Ooh. which we saw the remake of was Inner Space. It's that <gasps> movie where, like, you go inside the body Ooh. of some guy and hang out in there a bunch. Ooh. Oh, yeah! That was that was very dumb, but fun. Uh, he directed the original Doctor Doolittle in the 60s. He directed Pog. the original Pearl Harbor, Tora, Tora, Tora. He did that. Pog, love that. He did Soylent Green. What? He did Soylent Green? He did Soylent Green. And, Zach, he directed a movie that we've done on the podcast before. He did no. Conan the Destroyer. What? Oh, my God. This guy's... What the heck? This guy's repertoire is all over the show. He's got, like, horror. He's got adventure. He's got... Science fiction? He's got everything. He's got Pearl Harbor? Yeah! <laughs> Science fiction, I said that. Oh, you're right, science. No, 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 the movie by Michael Bay was science fiction. <laughs> yeah, no, the movie by Michael Bay was a disgrace, That's <laughs> what you're trying to say. I think Tora 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 was, was okay. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good, though. I should watch it at some point. Um... Mm. Yeah, he did fucking Conan the Destroyer, which looks like shit compared to this. That's pretty funny. What are some big moments from this movie that, that we can that, that we can dive into? <laughs> dive into. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could start at the start and end at the end, um, but we could we could jump around in between. Like we we have the start where you have some scientist boy and some random Weasley guy. I'm Cornelius. Hello, I'm Co well, no, 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 he's not Cornelius. He's I'm Conceal. Hello, I'm Conceal. Yes, That's my impression of him. They want to go to Saigon for no reason. I don't know why they want to go to Saigon. I mean, they might just be, you know, scientific intrigue, you know. 
But the government sack. Oh, wait. No, we should mention, as soon as the movie started, I was like, this is the first film we've done this year that is in the letterboxed aspect ratio. Oh. Just wanted to mention that. It's got the bars on the top and the bottom instead of on the side. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was thinking about that. It's pretty good. It's the first movie we've done that looks like that. It's pretty impressive. Anyway, what happens? Um, yeah, so none of the ships want to leave the docks. Oh, though. why don't they want to leave the dock, Zach? Is it because there's women on board the ships? Uh, what? I don't know. I'm trying to think of funny reasons why they don't want to leave. Is it because they're afraid of King Kong, Zach? Is that why they don't want to sail? Uh, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Is it because they are scared yes. of, the, of, of Johnny Depp and his pirates? No. Oh. I mean, they should be. Is it because there's a giant green monster destroying ships, but only the ones that deserve it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give that a tentative <laughs> yes, because you're not very descriptive of giant green monster. Like, like the sort of monster where it shows up on screen at the very start of the movie, you see it destroy a boat, and you're like, that's a ship. And then the twist is that it's a ship. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. Okay. You got it. Yeah, man. cool. I cool, thought so. you were going to... Look, the way you describe that, that could be anything. That could be Godzilla. That could be the Hulk, you know? Like- oh, Captain Nemo versus Godzilla. I'd watch that. <laughs> that would be awesome. And also super thematic. Um, so, yeah, no one wants to leave the dogs because there's a mysterious monster killing all these ships, mm. knocking them down, killing all the crew. Yes. But only of bad ships. They don't say that here, but don't worry about it. I'm sure it's only bad ships. So we can say that Captain Nemo is a good guy. Yeah. Or at least morally grey. Because killing people's still bad, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the Navy, though, is like, haha, lol, let's find this fucking monster and fucking get that shit. Let's find the monster. And the professor's like, I'm old. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I have no better options. It's like, ah, uh, guess I'll take a ride with the fucking Navy. So they go on a seafaring adventure until, oh no, their ship gets destroyed by the monster. Yeah, so they, um, they, they can't find it. And then they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll have to give up and go home and there's no moving. Oh my god, there's a ship over there getting attacked, quick. And they confront the, uh, monster, quotation marks, and it does look pretty spooky. It does. It's got, like, a green glow as it glides through the water. It's pretty cool. Especially if you didn't, like, have submarines back then. I didn't know what a submarine was. It's like, holy shit, what the fuck is that thing? It's pretty cool. It's also steampunk, and I like steampunk, so I was like, pretty cool steampunk. (laughs) It's very steampunk, but we'll get to that. Uh, Yeah, so they have a little bit of a battle where they manage to uh, damage uh, the uh, submarine, but they get fucking wrecked. They get riggedy wrecked. As it just fucking rams into them. And the professor, the Weasley guy, and Ned all get... uh, Is it Ned? Uh, Yeah, there's Ned and then Conceal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They all get knocked off the ship and uh, start floating around in the ocean. They start floating around, they get into a, a boat, and they start they start rowing that boat, and then they come across a weird sort of mm, floating structure. And they're like, ooh, that's weird. This looks like some sort of metal submarine device thing. Yes. And then they get closer to it, 
And they're like, this was the monster. The monster was a vehicle. And then Captain <gasps> Nemo's there and he's like, you bunch of fucking losers. Get off my bloody ship. Fuck, you know, we're having a funeral down here and you're going and poking around in our stuff. Oh, what are you doing? Get out of here. But then the professor's like, I, I will join my companions because I value their lives. I am a good person. And Nemo's like, ah, ha, ha, it was all a test to see that you were actually a decent man. All right, you can all come aboard. But you're not prisoners. No. And you're not guests. No, you are something in between where I will be nice to you, but also mean to you because I'm Captain Nemo. Yes. I wrote down a, a note here that says he looks like that Flight of the Concords guy. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, I guess. Are you arguing with your previous self? Like, it was only like a couple hours ago. Yeah. He kind of looks a little bit like Jermaine <laughs> Clement, but not really at all. <laughs> Yeah, previous Sancho, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, essentially it's like he he doesn't keep guests and he kills his prisoners. So you have to be somewhere in between where you're not prisoners because he kills you and you're not guests because he doesn't have them. So he's in between. Yeah. And Zach, they later on in the movie, during the, I'll call it the racist act of the film. Nice. They nice. do some stuff that later inspired Raiders of the Lost Ark. But they sit down for dinner and it's just like the scene from Temple of Doom, except it's not racist, where mm, they're eating yep, yep. various dishes and they're all made from stuff around the ocean. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And they're like, oh, is this veal? And it's like, no, that is a sea snake, flayed sea snake. And it's like, oh. And they're all like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Disgusting. they're all spitting it out. But honestly, I'm like, if it tastes the same as the other things, why are they, like, upset at all? Why do they care? I mean, the only thing that looked rank was the sauté of unborn octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That looked yeah, a little that... bit gross, but that's just because it looked like chowder. That that bit that bit I uh, I think was justified, but the rest of it sounded pretty good. I'm like, th this was my like, oh, I'm into this movie now. I like the idea that they just subsist on the ocean, yeah. like bounty. I loved the. It's kind of, it's kind of like the early middle portion of this movie where it's just like Nemo being like, look at all this cool shit I do. Yeah, yeah. It's this is the most like steampunk part of the thing where they just like are giving you random shit that is uh, steampunky and, like, sci-fi, and it's awesome. In the dinner scene, they smoke cigars, but these are cigars that are made out of seaweed. Yep. Does that mean that there's no nicotine in them? Probably. Probably, but there's plenty of weed. Plenty of bloody seaweed getting <laughs> yeah. high under the sea. Getting some seaweed. Nah, man, when you're under the sea, you're getting low, man. Getting low to the seaweed. so low. Because if you get high, you just surface. You just go to surface. The point. That's yeah. kind of silly. Oh, and yeah. there is a seal pet on the ship as well, and it eats a bunch of seaweed cigarettes later in the movie. Yeah, the seal's getting high as fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, man, that seal was pretty based. But yeah, the ship is very cool. 
yeah, it's great. I just want to say there's a pipe organ. There's a big old pipe organ. I'm like, hell yeah. If I had a giant submersible spaceship thing under the water, you fucking know that thing has a pipe organ smack bang in the middle center of it. And he plays uh, one of my favorite ones. It's like uh, Dakota and Frug in D minor. Ah, I thought I recognized that. Which is a very famous, like, just movie thing. It's used in a lot of, like, vampire films and other things like that. Well, no wonder I was thinking that Captain Nemo looked like Dracula when he was playing the organ. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because that, that subliminal sound would have triggered your, like, oh, creepy vampire castle That's vibes. It. Yeah. Because that one's very famous musical piece that's used in a lot of movies. Mm, um, that makes sense. And it's one of my favorites. It's really great. I got a pr- pretty fun quote here from Ned, who's always saying fun stuff, but I only wrote down a couple things. But he says, seems you can't do anything on this boat without getting wet. <laughs> Still, that was kind of funny out of context. Um, He keeps saying- <laughs> us. He keeps calling people mate. I feel like he's not meant to be Australian, but if he was Australian, that would be pretty fucking cool. Well, I think, yeah. Uh, first off, that'd be pretty fucking great. Pretty fucking pretty cool. fucking, fucking grouse. But yeah, I feel like the character of Ned Land, maybe for our remake, could be a cool Australian fella. That, 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 that's a great idea, but I'm pretty sure he's just calling them mate because shipmates were a thing. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. There's some great stuff as well where they're like, they're walking on the ocean bed and they're like mm. hanging out with turtles. One of them was carrying a turtle that was struggling and looked like it didn't yeah. want to be there, but the other turtles were chilling. Yeah, the, the, the way they were holding them did not look very, like... Not the recommended way to hold a turtle. Not at all. But, look, worse things have happened to animals on film, let's be real. Although I I'm, I guarantee you some of those lobsters that they caught were cooked for dinner. Oh, 100%, 100%. Uh, we get some Captain Nemo backstory. He takes the professor to land and is like, mm. have a look at this penal colony. And the professor's like, I thought we said slavery was illegal. Hold up. Slavery's illegal! And Captain Nemo's like, I mean, technically it is, but this is a penal colony, so it's different and legal. And the professor's like, what? And Nemo's like, oh yeah, I was a slave. My family died. I have a tragic backstory. My actions are justified. Fuck humanity. And I'm like, hell yeah, Nemo, that's right. I'm with you all the way. I'm on your side now. You know, he's like, all those slaves, they're putting weapons on these ships and then I blow the ships up. Because if I don't blow the ships up, thousand more are going to be dead because the British are invading and doing wars and shit. It's that, it's that classic, like, do the means justify the result, that sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, kill a few sailors to save a few, like, hundred sailors, you know? Like... Or, you know, blow up a few weapons to save, you know, a country. Like, it's a a philosophical question, but I feel like his actions are rather justified. And I advocate for homeland terrorism to blow up military... military weapons. I mean, it's true. Once you join the army, you stop being a person and you start just being the country, so... Exactly! And therefore, we can throw as many blanket statements at you as we want. 
Uh, this is satire to our particularly American <laughs> listeners. Yeah, because you all don't understand satire. Blanket statement. Blanket pew, statement. Kapowie. We're never going to tour America now. We'll just get shot on sight. Also, a blanket statement. <laughs> Don't you worry, Sandro. We've got, like, four nuclear submarines on the way. We'll be fine. I don't know if they're still making those, though. I feel like ScoMo just ordered them and then we never saw anything about... Or maybe oh we have them. God. I don't know. Some classified oh shit. I, uh, Fucking dumb. I don't want to think about them. Bloody Australian politics. Oh, no, 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 no. What will happen is they'll show up, we'll have them in our arsenal, and then the Australian government will be like, we saw aliens. Don't worry about the other shit in the news. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot aliens exist. Aliens are real. I forgot about that. One guy said they were real, and so they're real. Yeah. They had no physical evidence to show whatsoever. No evidence apart from testimony. But aliens are real. Anyway, so then Ned and Conceal are like, he's just murdering people. We're going to get out of here. So the movie turns into... Half an hour of, like, them comically trying to escape. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the part of the movie where I was like, this is not anything. This is very silly. I liked I liked when he made a banjo out of a turtle shell. That was cool. But was it cool how he then tried to steal some jewels in it? And that scene was, like, five minutes long. No, that was dumb and pointless. That was dumb. And then he's like, I'm going to put some me- some messages in some bottles. I'm like, this is not, this is nothing. I mean, uh, the message in the bottle thing does lead to a thing later on. So it's obviously a scene they need. And it was it was very silly when he's like, oh, but these precious specimens are worth millions. And he's like, yeah, I ate one, lol. Oh, yeah, he gets drunk by drinking pure alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that man's He's fucking dead. dead, dude. That's that's a hundred percent ethanol. That man's fucking good. So de- I don't think this movie understood science, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think they like added water to it or something, you know, because that's what. Look, it's not the first time people have added a little bit of water to scientific ethanol and taken a few swigs. Look, one of my favorite facts is the uh, Russian uh, rocket fuel used to be like ninety percent ethanol. And so, uh, let's just say the rocket scientists were fucking blasting off, oh, I can well, tell you. bloody blasting. It was the only thing that could warm them because it was so cold in Russia, so they just drank ethanol. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, yeah, it's like a weird part where it just takes them forever, and then eventually the submarines, like, submer- like surfaces near an island, and the professor's like, I don't want to go into the island, but Conceal and Ned are like, we'll go into the island, though. And then they go into the island. There's this whole thing where Ned's like, ah, fucking racist alert. Where Ned's like, oh, I want to see some native girls. If I don't see any native girls hungry for affection, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, fucking Ned, all right. Ned, uh, don't put that one in the fucking bottles you're sending off. Otherwise, you're going to be cancelled. Yeah, that's the equivalent of Twitter is the plastic bottles you just throw into the ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, X. X. Yes, X. Gotta remember X. Vitally important that we call the porno site previously known as Twitter X. Yeah. Um, so... I No, no, no. It's the Get to Watch the Super Mario Brothers movie for free website. That's what it is. Oh, yeah! 
Hell yeah. Uh, then, yeah, uh, Nemo's like, don't try and escape the savages. And Ned's like, oh, savages, gotta get me some of that. And then he goes off and it's like, oh, wait, they gonna kill me. Oh, no. Yeah, I wrote down, oh, boy, this movie really is doing an indigenous tribe of cannibals. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, that's kind of fucking, fucking Look, hell. it's a stereotype and it's a prevalent stereotype and it's here. Pretty bad, actually. It doesn't last too long, luckily, for the movie. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's, yeah. Well, I think it's, like, it's intense, focused racism for, like, ten minutes. Which is bad. And it did kind of sour the movie for a little bit. For a little bit. I did like the quote, though, when Ned runs back to the Nautilus... And he's like, Captain Nemo, we're under attack. And Nemo's like, well, naturally, you invaded their privacy, so they have every right to invade ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, Nemo's a fucking gangster. He's like, yeah, I don't give a fucking shit. You fucking idiot for going and stirring up the hornet's nest. What did you fucking expect? (laughs) What did you expect? Yeah, yeah. But he says it in the most, like, chill way possible, and it's great. And then they, like, electrify the outside, so all the people who are climbing on the ship get electrified. Which, by the way, the visual effect for that looked ahead of its time. Oh, it yeah. It was so impressive. It looked, it looked so good. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just have the button to give the, the, the like, put a small electrical field around the outside. And I'm like, oh, that's so smart. It's pretty good. God, I hope they use that in the next more well, 10 minutes when they're fighting off a giant squid. Giant squid. But before the giant squid, Ned gets locked up and we get the quote, let me out of this glory hole. <laughs> it's uh, funny because in the future we call glory hole something completely different. Very different. Also, every time they get into like a dinghy, they say shove off, as in to shove the dinghy away from the boat. Mm, mm. But nowadays we say shove off to be like fuck off, right? Yeah. Get yeah. away from me, shove off. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, one of the messages in a bottle, it reached the British military. Uh, it reached. <laughs> it, 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 it reached an unnamed army's warship, and the warship shows up and is like, "We're gonna destroy." this monster but my feeling is he sent out a lot of the same message in a lot of bottles right he sent out a lot of those and then someone finds it and it like says give to british navy or something like that yeah and so they hand it over they read this and it's like oh shit oh shit here we go and so they show up captain nemo's like we got to submerge we got to go down but they hit on the way down there's a leak and that sends them further down to the bottom of the sea than anyone's ever gone before. Not 10,000 leagues under the sea. They're bloody 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah, they said the name. They did it earlier. They did say 10,000 leagues. And I'm like, oh. They said that exactly on the halfway point of the movie, which I found oh, very really? funny. <laughs> oh, there you go. But yeah, now, we are, now we're 20,000 leagues. I sure hope we don't get attacked by a giant squid. There's a giant squid coming towards the ship, Zach. Fuck, I jinxed it. And we get the quote, stay clear of the tentacles, which is what I say whenever I browse Twitter. <laughs> you mean X. You mean, I mean X. X. <laughs> I mean X. Uh... Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Besides the cesspool that is uh, 
X were in the real life cesspool, which is the ocean. Mm. And uh, they're fighting. They're having a very awesome looking battle. This is a really cool fight with a giant squid. Yeah, this squid looks awesome. It does. The uh, submersible looks awesome. And this fight scene looks awesome because they have to they have to go up. They have to surface to fight the squid. And when they do, they surface. It's a raging storm. So they're battling a giant fucking squid with its writhing tentacles going everywhere. Like a sailor gets his like face ribbed up by Ooh, a fucking yeah. tentacle and he has suckers everywhere. And they're battling this giant squid in this raging storm. Now, Zach, I think you'd like to know this fact since you love the fact that this took place during a raging storm. Well, this entire section is a reshoot because originally they filmed this during a calm sea at dusk <laughs> so <laughs> glad they changed that <laughs> ah well they made it a lot more epic by adding a storm there i love this animatronic squid it looks good it does have a weird like bird beak mouth thing yeah but that's actually what um cephalopods have oh okay i didn't know that they actually have beaks okay yes most most cephalopods i don't know if Giant squid. I'm pretty sure they do. I know octopuses do actually have beaks, like literal beaks. I don't know much about sea life, so that's good to know them. No, no, no. So there you go. So that's a it. it that is an actual thing that exists. And yeah, that's right. Because giant squids have massive beaks that are like the size of your fist. I think I'm used to like the Cthulhu and like Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean yeah. that sort of design, where where it's got a, like a mouthful of teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actual squids had uh, beaks. And some of them uh, vomit venom. Venom. Like the blue ring octopus. I will always say that line whenever someone says venom. Venom? Venom. It's from the Eminem song from the movie. That's funny. (laughs) It's just a venom. funny venom. God, that line is like a turd in the wind. <laughs> in the wind. So yeah, <laughs> this fight looks great. We get Captain Nemo. He's just putting harpoon after harpoon in the squid. He gets like fucking grabbed, taken into the ocean. We've got Ned. He escapes from the cell he's in, the room he's like locked up in. He's just throwing shit at this squid. He's like, I'm going to save you, Captain Nemo. It's fucking great. He like dives into the ocean with a knife to cut the arm or whatever the fu- the tentacle is off so that he can free Captain. Like he saves Captain Nemo. Mm. Fucking epic. Metal music's playing the whole time. I'm like, fuck yeah. Mm, mm. Also, I liked that they didn't kill the giant squid. Yeah. That's good. They just fended it off. Because it makes sense. If they killed the giant squid, I'd be like, Captain Nemo's going against everything that, you know, if he's like, oh, I'm going to find this giant squid, I'm going to kill it. I'd be like, that's not the point of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't the, the movie doesn't care about the giant squid so much as the threat it poses to the ship. Exactly. And yeah, they just uh, they just harpoon the bad boy and he, he goes off onto his merry waves to harass uh, whales yeah. and other submersible ships. Other stuff 20,000 leagues under the sea. Mm. Um, and now Captain Nemo's like, well, I was saved by a guy who I thought was a piece of shit. Mm. And now I'm like, maybe humans are good, actually. I'm not sure. I'm like, maybe they could be good. It, it's an interesting thing where it's like, why did you save me? And he's like, I don't fucking know. Mm. I fucking regret that. And then, like, he, uh, Captain is arguing with the scientist. The scientist's like, well, he saved you. And he's like, well, maybe he wouldn't do it next time. Mm. Never know. You don't know these things. So, so 
Captain Nemo is a bit torn about this. He is so torn. He is not afraid. This is how I feel. It's an Australian <laughs> song. Um, and then Captain Nemo's like, we've been working our way towards the mysterious island, which is my base. Ooh. Let's get towards that mysterious island. I sure hope no one's been sending out messages in a bottle while eating weird pickled fish and drinking my ethanol and summoned a fleet of navy ships to surround the island and send in armies of nameless uh, British soldiers in to investigate my secret base. Now, we don't know that they're British... But they are dressed up in British army garb, so I think yeah. they're British. Uh, well, they're the, they're the bad guys, so they must be. Then, well, yeah, if this was written by a Frenchman, yeah. the bad guys would probably be... The- Unless it is the French army, I don't think that's the case. I think it's meant to be British. I think, yeah, yeah, it's British. They go to the island, and it's surrounded by British warships, and they're all trying to get to the island, and Captain Nemo's like, as soon as they reach that island, they're gonna figure out how to do a bomb, a big old nuclear bomb, so mm. I'm gonna do a bomb, I'm gonna blow up the island. <laughs> oh shit, he's gonna drop a fat deuce. He's gonna take a big shit, Sandra. He's gonna take a big he's shit. Gonna <laughs> he's gonna blow up the island, but then on his way back to the ship, he gets shot. <gasps> he gets shot and he's like, well, I'm shot. I'm still gonna pilot the ship, though. Oh, I got us stuck on a rock. Well, everyone's gonna die now. Yep. You know what? I'm dying. And you know what happens when I die? Everyone else on the ship dies with me. We all lock ourselves in the cabin and just slowly starve to death while the ship implodes. Now, this is the part of the movie where I was like, I don't know if he would do that. Again, this part isn't in the original book. This is taken from Mysterious Island. I think the idea is that he's delirious with blood loss. Yeah. And he's also a little bit crazy crazy, you know, because he's Captain Nemo. He's a little bit, you know, he, he likes to keep it high and loose. And oh boy, is he. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, he, he sets the island to blow and then he's like, all right, everyone, we're done here. Good work. Everybody wrap it up. Get in your cabins and uh, let's kill ourselves. And the whole and the whole crew are like, we all have weird facial hair. Yes, let's do it. Hell yeah! <laughs> suicide pact. Suicide pact. And Ned, the professor, and Conceal are like, fuck this, we're out. Yeah. So that they try and escape. Uh, they do escape. And the ship and the island blow up. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, and the seal escapes with them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta mention the seal. Uh, because he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's do- he does tricks. He kisses you on the cheek. He's a, he's a good seal. Yeah. He's a good boy. Also, uh, they literally nuked the island, uh, which was pretty cool. It was a... This was a nuclear explosion before... If you go by the books, like... Uh, anyone knew that nuclear explosion existed. I mean, yeah, when the book was written and... Although, in the book, it's not powered by nuclear energy, it's powered by batteries. No, 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 no. But, if you're if you're translating this to this film, where his submarine is powered by a, you know, fusion, yeah, yeah, energy, it's that sort of thing. It's a nuclear explosion in the, in the 1870s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. It's like this island explodes with a nuclear bomb so that people couldn't make nuclear bombs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. If you think about it, and it's like, oh, she. And that is 20,000 leagues under the sea. There is a bunch of random bullshit in the middle, like them trying to escape and shit, where I'm like, eh, I don't care about this. But it is... 
pretty good. Like it's pretty, and plus, yeah. this is a Disney movie. Yeah, this movie is produced by Walt Disney himself. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense on a project this expensive, this big. You would want to be involved. Oh, I mean, it was because he wanted to do attractions at Disneyland. Oh, absolutely. He was taking notes. All right. Yeah. This is where the uh, people going into the park get mauled by an octopus. Okay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. This is the part where everyone dies in a nuclear explosion. Ah, right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, let me see what... Yeah, I, I think from when this movie was released up until Walt Disney died, Died in 19... I mean, sorry, until he was frozen in 1966. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Until that point, uh, they just basically took the sets and put it in the park. So, like, the ships and shit are all in the park. Yeah. The squid, maybe, even. Hey, oh, that's such a good idea. You spend billions of dollars to make a movie... And then use all the props and stuff you use for the movie as just park attractions. I mean, Walt Disney, he was smart. Smart boy. Not only did he make money on this film, he reused the stuff to make even more money at his parks. Yeah. What a smart boy. But yeah, like out of all of their live action stuff, aside from maybe Treasure Island, mm. that was a good one. Aside from that, like this is pretty it's 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 pretty good like this film's saying something it's got nuance it's you know it's pretty different to most Walt disney stuff it's it's saying everything's shades of gray and it's not black and white and captain nemo's awesome and my new favorite antagonist yeah he's a bit of a thanos he's a bit of a thanos i like that absolutely absolutely he has he's doing like Bad things, but for the right reason. Mm. And he's also kind of a little wacky and a little, like, just a little loose in the head. But also, he plays the organ. Yes. This guy can get it. I'm just saying. It's pretty good. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh my goodness, I am so sad. My name's Sally McSeller, but it may as well be Sadie McSadder because, oh man, Sandro and Zach are at the end of their Cagerama Volume 2 series on Patreon. I love listening to them talking about Nicolas Cage movies, and oh boy, do they have a treat right now. Two Nicolas Cage movies, Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, in one episode, they're going head-to-head in a cage match battle. Here's a clip. Uh, I really like Christopher Eccleston as the bad guy. Oh, yeah, that was great. It it was really jarring, though, when he first appeared on screen. I'm like, why is the doctor here? What is he? What's (laughs) happening? I'm so confused. Which kind of sucks for the actor when they want to do something different, like Daniel Radcliffe is always Harry Potter. What's Harry Potter doing here? You know what I mean? But oh boy, do I know this actor from one role and it's Doctor Who and like nothing else. Like, I mean, he's good in a lot of things, but it's weird because he's got hair. I'm not used to him <laughs> having hair. 
Uh, shout out to uh, male boldness. Uh, you know, make characters more badass as they age. Carnage gone in 60 seconds bonus battle. You can get that episode right now on patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod plus the other five episodes of the K-Drama Volume 2. And you can get ad-free episodes of the show you're listening to right now. That's just a little plus. I'm Sally McSeller. I'm, I'm, I love pluses. All right. Well, let's come up with our own version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in a second. Because first, Zach, you can probably guess, um, and you're probably thinking to yourself right now, why didn't they make another one? Mm. Oh, yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. Well, there, there's many reasons. We got um, a mysterious island movie in the 60s, uh, which is not a direct sequel to this in any, like, it's a, it's just like a recast, but they, you know, they made a bunch of stuff where there's Atlantis, the Lost Empire movie, kind of based a little bit of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very heavily inspired. But no, there is not uh, a direct remake of this. Um, so a director called Mick G., who you might know from... Uh, oh, yeah, good Mickey G. He did the Charlie's Angels movies. Um, oh, yeah. He did, uh, he did The Babysitter, which is a pretty fun horror film. He did Terminator Salvation, which is the really bad one. Nice. He was working on a remake for a while. He wanted Will Smith to play Captain Nemo. <laughs> That's such a weird pick. <laughs> it was like 2009, I think, he wanted this to happen. He also wanted Australian actor Sam Worthington to be in it, because um, he was in Terminator Salvation, but that never happened. That was that was cancelled uh, pretty early on. Mm. And then um, the project was attached to David Fincher. He directed Fight Club. He did Zodiac. He did Seven. He did fucking Gone Girl, The Social Network. He was really cool. Um, he came in. He was like, all right, I'm going to make my own version. I'm going to make my own version. Brad Pitt's going to play Ned. Ooh. Yeah, Brad Pitt's going to play Ned. Actually, no, never mind. Channing Tatum's going to play Ned. Oh. But then Walt Disney were like, no, Chris Hemsworth is going to play Ned. Whoa. <laughs> but then Walt Disney was like, actually... We're not going to let you make this movie. We're putting all the money towards Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Sorry, David Fincher. Wah, wah, wah. So that didn't end up happening, but that could have been cool. That could have been fun. Absolutely. Then, while Disney were like, we're making a movie called Captain Nemo with James Mangold directing. James Mangold, known for Logan. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that, because I had a certain actor pinned for Captain Nemo, but we haven't got there yet. But I literally have him right here on my screen, yep. a smiling, handsome, jacked boy. <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, James Mangold, you're going to direct a movie called Captain Nemo. And then James Mangold was like, fuck you, I'm directing a movie called Captain Nemo. But then they were like, James Mangold, actually, we're going to make you direct Indiana Jones 5 and we're cancelling Captain Nemo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and to be fair, he did a good job on Indiana Jones 5. I don't think you could have made that any better than it, than it was. Oh, there you go. And it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. But Zach, in 2021, they announced they're making a 10-episode miniseries called Nautilus. Ooh, okay. It's an origin story for Captain Nemo. Okay. And he's played by a guy called Shazad Latif. Yeah, he's kind of cool. I like him. I, I, He actually gives me a little bit of Captain Nemo vibes. I'm not going to lie. I think he definitely does. Clean shaven, not so much. But with that beard on that he has, yes. with his beard, he's looking very Captain Nemo-y. 
Uh, so no idea. He was cast in 2021. I don't know if this show is still happening. Um, <laughs> it might be. Uh, look, the last couple of years have been a bit rough for uh, productions. Oh no, filming began in February of last year. Well, there you go. So it might still be happening. Uh, just quickly patching through, just quickly patching through from editing the episode. Uh, it was just announced that even though this entire show, the Nautilus TV show, has been filmed, uh, Disney Plus is just not going to release it. They're just not going to, it's just like the Spiderwick show. They're just not, it's there, they're not going to release it. I, I love the modern TV landscape. It's my favourite. Anyway, we've got to come up with our own bloody remake. We're ignoring all of that. We're coming up with our own remake. Uh, is it directed by James Cameron? I don't want to make it directed by James Cameron again. Well, <laughs> well, why, why, why are we getting James Cameron? Let's get the guy who did Logan. Ah. Well, you see, Sandro, I need... I need James Mangold to do it because then he leads to my selection for the lead actor of this film. Uh, now, I already have two names to suggest, but what's yours? We'll probably go with yours. For what, director? <laughs> for, for Captain Nemo. <laughs> I went down the silly option for Captain Nemo. <laughs> okay, well, I went down the slightly silly, but also serious, because seriously, I think Hugh Jackman, an Australian actor, could do really fucking well at it. I mean, look at this handsome man. That is a Captain Nemo. <laughs> Captain Nemo is very handsome. Absolutely, and... Hugh Jackman is, like, one of the most handsome people to ever exist. Uh, not just uh, face, but personality. Uh, just really cool. And also, like, with a beard, oh, he would, he, would, he would look so Captain Nemo. I mean, just, I'm getting huge Captain Nemo vibes. But what are your options? What are your opinions? Oh, well, I'm getting up our, uh, our thing here. So in our remake of The Mysterious Island, we had the character of Count Dakar, who is Captain Nemo. Ah. We had him played by Owen Wilson. I don't think that works for this one. So I immediately was like, no, Owen Wilson's not playing Captain Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> I think Owen Wilson could actually do it. That would be pretty funny. Uh, Owen, Wilson's, Owen Wilson's not bad. I feel like Captain Nemo does look like Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords and What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah, J yeah, 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 I see that. He looks like him, right? A little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Is, doesn't he do comedies, though? Oh, yeah, no, he is strictly comedy. But if you don't like yeah. comedy actors playing Captain Nemo, my actual pick was going to be Matt Berry. <laughs> 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 Matt Berry! <laughs> Because all throughout 20,000 oh Leagues, whenever God. Captain Nemo said something, it was serious. He said it in a serious way, but he also said it with Matt Berry's British accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That, that, if you have Matt Berry as Captain Nemo, which you could have, it changes the tone entirely <laughs> it for you. It changes it completely. You could, you could absolutely make... Uh, twenty thousand leagues, but a like comedy, a dumb comedy, a dumb comedy, and it would work pretty well. And Matt Berry would be the perfect Captain Nemo. <laughs> I don't think we. I think we go with Hugh Jackman, but yeah, Matt Berry as Captain Nemo is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're doing for our for our serious production of twenty thousand leagues, it's Hugh Jackman. But for our comedy one, because that's great, because it's just like. Oh yeah, Matt Berry, he's, you know, a scientist, this cool guy, and he says that sort of deadpan thing, but then he's like, anyway, you, this conversation's getting boring, bang, and he just shoots a guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, because Matt Berry does that great, like, 
deadpan, but then does something completely unhinged. It's like, it's like deadpan, but also completely absurd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so, he's such a good actor. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, We'll go with Hugh Jackman. We'll go with Hugh Jackman for Captain Nemo. Ah, I think he would just make a really great Captain Nemo. He he's so charismatic, you know. Think about him just like glaring in a captain's hat with a white beard. Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to think of a director. I'm like, who directed the Meg? Oh, the Meg. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a bit of a vibe. John Turtle Tap. Ah, uh, he also did National Treasure. I don't. That's not the vibe we oh, want. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, the Meg's not the vibe we're after. The Meg's like, that's an adventure film. Although, Nicolas Cage's Captain Nemo. Would be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty funny. Again, that's a different direction. Zach, I think I know who I want to direct this movie. We want someone who's good at monsters. Yeah. Because I feel like for our version, I want there to be more weird underwater monsters. Personally, I'd like that. Someone who's good at action, but also really good at, like, character-driven stuff as well. Mm-hmm. One person that comes to mind, he's directed The Shape of Water. Ooh. He's directed Hellboy. Ooh. He did Pacific Rim. I reckon Gimel del Toro. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Pacific Rim. Absolutely. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Done. Boom. I think that's a good one. There's a director. Uh, we got Hugh Jackman. We got Hugh Jackman as our Captain Nemo. I love Chris Hemsworth as Ned. That is such a good idea. Oh, <laughs> that would be that'd be so great. Plus, he's already done. I think Chris Hemsworth has already done a a Moby Dick movie. Oh, yeah. a few years ago. Uh, look, I, I think he's a perfect pick. I think he he's great as like the sailor, but also like. I want to see him butting heads with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And like Chris Hemworth, he's fighting off some other sailors and Hugh Jackman's just standing there stoically like, fuck you. Hell yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I think that'd be fun. Um, I don't know about the professor yet, but for Conceal, we want someone who's funny, right? You know who it is. It's your boy, Danny DeVito. No, that's not what I was going for at all. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's funny that we keep going back to Daddy DeVito, but he would actually work in that role pretty well as the little Weasley guy. <laughs> Look, guy. Daddy DeVito That's can do true. a bit of Weasley. Like, he's a Weasley boy. You know who we could get? He's pretty young. He's like 20, but we could get Julian Dennison from Hunt for the Wilder People and Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah! Yeah, oh, I love this guy. Oh, that would be funny. I feel like I haven't seen him in much recently. Yeah, I don't know what he's done, because he did Deadpool, and then after Deadpool... Oh, yeah, he was in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, perfect. He knows how to do movies with giant sea monsters. Boom. Done. Easy. Lock him in. Lock him in. An interesting pick. That's interesting. I didn't think about that guy. But yeah. Yeah. Now, that could be great, because he could be, like, cowardly. But in a sensible way, he's just like, yeah, we're all going to die. I'm going to try and leave. Like, yeah. Being, yeah, like, he's just logically being like, oh, yeah, I just don't want to die. Yeah, I think that, that'd be pretty fun. I like that idea. And then we got our professor. Professor. Profe- oh, I got professor. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Deadpool 2. And he played Thanos. Could get Josh Brolin. 
Ooh, ooh. He looks like a professor. He also does look like an action hero, though. He looks like a strong action yeah, boy. Yeah, I was about to say, he's a bit too... Unfortunately, he's a bit too handsome and jacked for a professor. Yeah, all right, He's a you're bit right. too... Uh, he's, he's not giving me professor vibes. Professor... Professor X. Professor X. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Wait, no, he's already played Captain Nemo in the Mysterious Island TV show, I think. That would be pretty funny <laughs> to have <laughs> him in. Wasn't there a uh, Mysterious Island miniseries? L- let me check this. I gotta check this. Robert De Niro. Robert Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no, he played Captain Nemo in a Mysterious Island TV movie. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be funny <laughs> to have him in this now, then. That would be pretty funny. Um, ooh, what about Mark Rylance? He's cool. I like him. He's in a bunch of things. He's really cool. Mark Rylance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like this guy. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You chuck some glasses on him, boom. Professor. He's really cool. He can be funny. He can be creepy. He can be stoic. Yeah, I think he'd be good as that, like, optimistic professor. Mmm. Because the professor the whole time is like, no, we should entrust humanity to this technology and stuff. Whereas, you know, the uh, Nemo is like, dude, have you seen fucking humanity? Yeah. Humanity's fucking pieces of shit. Come look at this penal colony. Like, I, I like him as the other sort of optimistic professor. Yeah. He's a little bit more upbeat. I like it. Uh, now, this is all boys all the time, but there are there is no women on screen ever in this movie. So yeah. there's no real... Oh, but actually, Zach, we do have one more role to cast. Ooh. I got to do it. Plain the seal, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> I want James Corden playing the seal. The, oh, th- that's immensely funny. <laughs> Therefore, I'm, a, I'm in two, two minds now. You've, you've torn me. I'm in a... Uh, Who else are you going to recast? The Squid. Playing the Squid is James Corden as well. <laughs> it's only getting better. Oh, shit. Because on one half, it's really fucking funny you saying that. On the other half, I fucking hate James Corden. So it's like, what do I do? What do I do? What are you going to do? I like him just making a cameo as the seal, as something. It's like, uh, but I want, like, the seal to not really be in the films. It's like, they go to this place, and Captain Nemo knows a seal there. Yeah, And the yeah, seal yeah, comes yeah. over, and it's James Corden as a seal. <laughs> does does the seal talk, or does it just go, R, R? The seal goes, R, R, and then that's the whole scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think uh, James Corden. We get James Corden in to make seal noises on set. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's the whole episode. Thanks so much for listening to this one. Uh, we really appreciate you checking out the episodes. Uh, I should have mentioned this up top, but going to mention it now. We are, in three weeks' time, going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, we're going to be off for the start of October. We'll come back mid-October. Mm. The format's going to be the same. We'll come back. We'll do movies. We're not going to break the format or anything. We're just going to take a oh, short little break and there will be content coming out during that break anyway. But uh, yeah, it'll be good fun. Uh, I'm going to pick what we're doing next week in a second. But first, we are on all the stuff and things. If you want to come say hi, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at oldiebuddygoodypod. Uh, we are on Gmail as well. We're on bloody YouTube if you want to drop us uh 
comment, which is always fun. Really appreciate everyone who does that. Yeah, everybody go into the comments and complain about how this isn't the movie and it's a podcast about the movie. That's my favorite thing. I'm going to make it exactly the length of the movie as well. Yeah, We haven't yeah. recorded for that long, but I'm going to add silence, so it'll be very funny. <laughs> just add like an extra 10, 15 minutes of silence yeah. on top, just to, yeah. If you want to help out the show, if you're feeling a bit generous... Uh, we do also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod. You can get bonus episodes. And we've got a brand new one, Zach, dropping this Wednesday. It's a review of Cat People. We're doing Cat People again? Yep, Cat People again. Damn. Except, Zach, this one is from the 80s. It's the remake. We did the horny Cat People remake. What? Yeah. Oh my god, it's extra horny. With a, with a tinge of... I don't want to say it. Yeah, don't say it yet. Let's leave that one as a nice surprise. A nice? (laughs) (laughs) That is up on our Patreon on Wednesday. Check that episode out. That was a fun episode, but uh, yeah. Um, But Zach, I'll pick pick next week's episode so we can go. All right. What what movies have we got here? Uh, 1955. We've got a bunch of films. We got the film, speaking of Hugh Jackman, one of the first times I ever saw Hugh Jackman sing was during a stage version of Oklahoma that I saw recorded on TV. Mm. And the movie Oklahoma, mm. it, buddy, came out in that year. What about Marty? Marty! What? Marty, I invented a time machine so I could make a film called Marty. This acclaimed romantic drama ah. follows the life of Marty Ability. Yeah, it's just some some random thing. But it was called Marty. Mm, oh, what about Diabolique? Mm. Which is a French suspense thriller. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, it's about a cruel and abusive headmaster of a boarding school. It sounds boring, actually. I'm not going to do that. Um, yep. What about the Lady Killers? Oh, the Lady Killers. Yeah, some, some lady reports suspicious behavior. Someone's a thief. Okay. Uh, there's some plot there. I don't know. There's some plot. I don't know. I don't know too much about plot, but I do know a lot about the trouble with Harry. <gasps> don't like Harry. We don't oh, like Harry, shit. actually. Fuck that Harry guy, am I right? Don't like Harry. What about Rebel Without a Cause? Oh, now that's a bloody classic. James Dean? Yeah, Rebel Without a Cause. It's James Dean as a young, troublemaking teen Jim Stark. He's supposed to have a clean slate. Uh, he's a new kid in town. He has a few problems. He's causing mm. trouble. He's a rebel without a cause. But, Zach, I've already picked a movie that I want to do, actually. I've seen one here. It stood out to me. What movie is that, Sandra? Because I kind of had a movie I wanted you to do. Oh, you had a movie that you actually wanted to? Okay, well... Mm. Well, Well, I thought it was on theme, that's all. Okay, well, the movie I wanted to do, because we just did a film featuring a giant squid, I was like, I want other giant monsters. I I want to do a monster movie. I want to do... I I also as well. Oh, there you go. Maybe we got the same one. I wanted to do a giant spider film called Tarantula. Ooh, Tarantula. That, That does actually sound pretty cool. No, actually, I wanted to go more closer to a giant squid and do It Came From Beneath the Sea. Uh, Oh, giant octopus. Yeah, it was a giant monstrous octopus. Oh. Yes, which I I thought, you know, it's pretty appropriate adjacent to that. Man, giant octopus, giant tarantula. I don't think I can choose between these. Mm. Well, Sandro, 
I have an idea. You've got an idea? What's your idea? Well, what if we do a cheeky little little bonus battle? Oh! A little little bonus battle against our giant legged friends. You want to do a giant? Oh wait, do they both have eight legs? I believe so. Oh, that's pretty fucking. That's that's a good gimmick. <laughs> that 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 eight legged bonus battle. Ooh. The giant eight legged bonus battle of the legs. What you're suggesting is a bonus battle between the monster movies tarantula. And yes. it came from beneath the sea. Yes. Let's do that. Let's do it. We'll do that next week. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That's next week on podcast. That's the episode. And now I'm 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 on va- I'm on vacation. Leave me alone, Zach. I'm on vacation. I'm trying to escape podcast while I'm on vacation in my giant ship. Yeah, yeah, you know your giant ship, right? Yeah. Do you know how to operate this craft? Yeah, I think really hard, and I'm like, go that way. That. No, oh. there is a control panel right there. You know the first first rule of uh, first rule of improv is no. <laughs> um, I was gonna say there's a giant control panel there. There's a lot of red lights going the, on. Oh, there are a lot of red lights. Um, Actually, now that the soundscape has started to come back into the podcast, I can hear an alarm going off. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, oh, that's no. loud. Um. Oh, I think I heard something break in the engine. Oh, there it is again. That was a plate, though. Yeah, that may be because the things sideways i think we're sinking oh no we're sinking yeah how am i gonna get out of this one ah find out next week (laughs) on next week's bonus leg leg filled battle oh my god i'm stuck under the sea in a in a thing let's hope there's enough oxygen to last me a week and the monkey don't forget the mon- I'm possessing a monkey right now. You are possessing a monkey. You really gotta save the monkey. If anything, you gotta mo- stay in that monkey for a week. No, I'm gonna leave. This is your problem. Good luck. Oh god damn it. Bye. <laughs> I'm stuck in a in a sinking ship with a monkey. That's not oh, the worst huh? bloody thing I've gotten into. Huh? Ah, you're a good monkey, aren't you? Now we don't have an orphan But I think I left the orphan on the island So you're gonna have to be my best friend now, monkey Uh oh